Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is a son of Bishop Daguerre Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Makaras Church Teshi in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Daguerre Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. I want to thank your pastor, Bishop Ekuban, for this invitation. Amen. Bishop, Bishop has taught us, um, the person doing the sound, wherever you are, what you can do for me is to take the bass to zero. The way I know my voice, I don't think I need bass in it. So take the bass to zero, you turn it to the left. Aha! Then I need a lot of treble in my voice, the way I'll be hearing it. So turn the treble fully to the right, so it cannot go again. Very good. And then the mid, put it in the middle, facing up straight like that. Aha! You see, you see it's better. Yeah! Amen! <laughs> so, I want to thank God for your pastor. Bishop teaches us that whenever you are invited to a place, it could be a mistake. But we invited you. So when they invite you again, then you know that we are really a blessing there. So I want to thank Bishop Ekuban for inviting me again. He has showed me that I was a blessing the first time I came. And, and I hope that I will be a blessing this time again so that I will be invited again to come. Amen. One of the joys about preaching in a father's church is that there is no pressure to impress. Aha, uh-huh. when you go to your brother's church and you have to show that you are powerful. And, but a father has seen it all. He's not impressed by power. <laughs> so when you come to a father's church, it's so nice. You just relax and also have a good time there. Amen. And so I'm happy to be here in the church of one of the fathers. Amen. And I'm hoping that we, the children, will rise up and do what is right. You know, I'm sure you've heard that... Um, my father is, and your father as well. His son is dead. You know, his firstborn son is dead. And um, when my wife told me, you know, I was sitting at the same place I was sitting when she came to tell me that Bishop Saki's wife was dead. Many years ago, 2007. You know, and the feeling was the same. I said, somebody has praised pause on life. You know, and, and immediately I sent Bishop a text and I went there because I even feel like he's like a, my biological father. For the past 24 years, there's no, which is more than half of my life, it seems like that I'm very young. <laughs> For the past 24 years, he has led me as a father. You know, before I, it's because of him, I even got married when I did because once, when I went to see him when I was a student, and he asked me that, so, do you have your beloved? I said, no, no, no. I'm waiting till I finish school and go on the mission field. Then I'll get a wife from there and marry her and stay there forever. I think he just saw a child speaking. So he just looked at me and said, it is not like that. Then he showed me four pastors 
who had finished school without being in a relationship, seven years after, were still not married. Only a father will show you something like this. So he told me, it's better to get into a relationship before you finish school. And then he gave me the reasons why they're in school. You see here without makeup. You see here with makeup. You know, because these days, Charlie, with makeup, you cannot tell what you are looking at. <laughs> you cannot tell. You know? My, we are three boys. We are three boys. And my mother never used makeup. So I didn't know how makeup is. To be honest, I, I mean, apart from maybe she's going for a wedding and but, she, but my mother never used wake up. I haven't seen some before so I think a few months ago. My mother never wore wigs. Every hair you see is a real hair. It's true. And my wife too doesn't wear wake up. That thing you, you wear people wear. She doesn't wear some. So I remember when I got the university, I mean, I, I, mean, I used to hear bishops saying it. That when they go home, they don't remove their hat. And so one day, when I was in the university, I went to make a mistake. Because, because I saw a girl in church on Sunday and her hair was short. So I knew that was her hair. Then we went for midweek service on Wednesday. Her hair was long. So, in my innocence, because I was not yet married, and I've never seen my mother wear every hair I see on my mother's hair is a real hair. I thought between Sunday and Wednesday, her hair had grown. Honest? Oh, really? Mercy. So, I went to her and I asked her, Marlene, that was her name, what cream did you use for your hair to grow? Because I also wanted to use some. Because my hair, it has been like this for many years. So, I wanted the secret. But, she felt I was trying to mock her. But truly, I wanted to know maybe some special cream for your hair to grow from near your skin to long hair. I said, I want some of this cream. You know, and then after many minutes of becoming angry, she saw I truly didn't know. And that's when I got to know it was a wig. You see, without a father, you won't even know that the hair you are seeing is not the person's real hair. It is your father who can guide you. So, Fathers are special people who must be honest. You know? Even though we are supposed to talk about um, church growth and everything, our experience has shown us that the number one fighter of church growth is disloyalty. You see, when, you see, when we hear of disloyalty, you immediately feel that, oh, I can never be a disloyal person. I'm not a disloyal person because I'm not insulting my pastor on social media. But you see, there are different aspects of disloyalty. And disloyalty is also in stages. And disloyalty is also in amounts. You can be disloyal, but it's a small amount. But it's still disloyalty. Even though it's small. (laughs) Bishop calls it subtle disloyalty. For example... The reason why I'm here is because about two months ago, Bishop had a meeting with me and asked me to go around churches. I don't preach in UD churches at all, like in Lighthouse. I mean, they invite me, I'll go by. I hardly preach there. I preach, I'm sent by my father to non UD churches. And 
He had a meeting with me and said, You have changed your calling. And I was sitting there. He said, Look, since I made you the head of the church, now you have put the, the conferences aside and you are doing so. Go back. That's why I'm here. See, where you obey your father, it releases a blessing upon whatever it is you are doing. And when you disobey your father, you will just run around in circles. Oh, yes. And never think that your disobedience will negatively affect your father. When the Israelites disobeyed Moses and disobeyed God, God told Moses, the father, step away from them. I'll destroy everybody and I'll raise up a new nation with you. Your disobedience doesn't affect your father's position with God or whatever God wants to use him for. Sadly, whenever you walk in disobedience, disloyalty, rebellion, you are the one who gets destroyed. And that's what we've seen. These six pastors who rebelled against Bishop. Where are they today and where is Bishop today? You would have thought that the way they were insulting him on social media, he's Satan, he's a dog, uh, his, uh, whatever Martin Luther would discredit, I mean, you would have thought that they would have become very popular in Ghana. But rather, they become bywords and non-entities and useless. And Bishop has only risen. Just two days ago, I mean, not that Bishop is dead, his son is dead. Who doesn't even live in Ghana? And nobody knows in Ghana. But the president of the republic was there. It should, I mean, if you, even not your son, if you die, I don't think the president will hear about it. <laughs> yes. The vice president was there the day before. If Rawlings was alive, he would have been there. Nana Kudedu is there right now as I'm speaking to you. You see, so you would think that if you do something against your pastor or your father, it will bring him down, but no. And let me tell you something, because I'm just preaching on that. Let me just talk. I'm in my father's house. In Genesis chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10, the Bible says that, and, and the Lord spoke to Noah, and the Lord spoke to Noah, and the Lord spoke to Noah. Then in chapter 10, the Bible says, and the Lord spoke to Noah and to his sons. It was in that same chapter 10 that Ham went to dishonor his father. When he saw his nakedness, it's like the ones that God had just given you some small revelation. Now you don't respect again. From Genesis chapter 10 up to today, God hasn't talked to sons again. Read your Bible and show me when God spoke to a son. It doesn't talk again. God made one error in speaking to Noah and his sons. That was the end. From that day, God said, I won't talk to sons again. That's why Joshua and the Bible says that Moses, God came to Joshua and said, Moses, my servant, is dead. That was the first time God spoke to Joshua. As long as the father is alive, God will not speak to the son. Oh, yes. God saw it from what happened in Genesis chapter 10. That a little revelation of sons have taken off. Yes. You know, so I want all of you, you see, Jesus Christ himself said that if an I, if I be lifted up, if the one person be lifted up, then I will draw all men to myself. All men will be drawn to your church. When all of you leaders, you humble yourself and lift up your one Bishop Ikuban. You honor him. You show him respect. You love him. You adore him. You revere him. And so you get to a place where people are insulting you, that you are worshipping your pastor, you are not yet there. I'll say it again. Look, recently my mother sent me a forwarded video of healing Jesus crusade in uh, Gushegu. My mother, 
is now sending me healing Jesus video. When I saw it, then I put on the family page that to get to the level where my 79-year-old mother is forwarding me healing Jesus video, it means it is now at saturated point, <laughs> at saturation point. You see, there are some things that when they happen, it should send you a message. And fathers are like barometers. Barometers. When you see yourself going higher and higher, it's a sign that you are at peace with your father. Spiritually, everything will be okay with you. When you see that your life is not going well, it's a sign, it's a barometer. It's a measure to you that spiritually, not physically, spiritually, all is not well. You see, let me tell you people something. You see these six pastors who are rebel. It is people in the public who are surprised. But for us, I have known uh, Larry since university. Larry has always been a rebel from university. It's not now. But you see, the father's grace is to cover and cover and cover and cover and cover. Sadly, when it's all like you are destined for destruction, the covering that's supposed to give you time for repentance will rather not make you go worse and worse until you destroy yourself. So be careful. You may think that Bishop Ekuban has just said, we are doing check by the street. Then you just say, I won't come. It's like I don't want to stand by the street. My business partners will see me. People will see me. How it will look some way that I'm saying. It's like you, it's like you, you are nice, but your father there, he is not nice. So he is like a street man, but you are like a posh person. See, as soon as that happens, you are in the, I'm sure about independence and church growth. That's the best thing for tonight. It's independence and church growth. <laughs> you know, as I was thinking about this message, I was thinking that it suddenly occurred to me that even when we look within, I mean, I have not done a study, but it struck me today, today, that even when, we, when I look within our church, it looks like the more loyal how should I put it? The more loyal a pastor is himself, the better his church is. And it's like the bigger a church, the more, because your church can be big but unsuccessful. It's like the bigger a church or the better a church is. It's actually even a sign of the loyalty of the pastor. I'm yet to go and do a more scientific thing, but it occurred to me that pastors who are not doing well, they are usually not loyal. Today, today, it just struck me as I was meditating on this message I'm preaching. John chapter 15, verse 1. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him. Every branch in me that beareth not forth fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears forth that he may bring forth next. Verse 3, verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. This verse means don't be independent. That's all he's saying. Abide in me and let me also abide in you. Let us be joined together. That's what he's saying. As 
the branch cannot. Not that it will not. So you may even have a will to bear forth fruit, but you cannot. It even shows the madness of homosexuality. God's design for marriage that through marriage, children should be born. So a marriage or a type of marriage that cannot bring forth children is obviously not in God's will. As the branch cannot, not that as the branch will not, it does not have the ability to bring forth fruit of itself unless it is joined or unless it is dependent upon the vine. Neither can you bear forth fruit unless you are dependent and joined with your pastor. Verse 4, verse 5. I am the branch, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He that is dependent upon me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For when you are independent of me, you can do nothing. Not that you will do nothing, you can do nothing. It's like a chair trying to bring forth a baby. It cannot happen. Verse, where are we? Verse, next verse. If anyone is independent of me, he is cut out as a branch and is withered and they will be gathered and thrown into the fire and they shall be burned because they were independent. When the pastor said we are doing church by the street, they said they had a meeting. And it is true that they had a meeting. The only problem is the meeting ended at 3 o'clock and church on the street starts at what time? 5 o'clock. <laughs> so it is true what you told your pastor. Oh, I have a meeting. Some of my business partners are coming. Oh, so I'll come next week. It's true. Oh, that's a fact. But that is not the truth. The fact is that you had a meeting. The truth is that you didn't want to come. The fact that you had a meeting. But the truth is you didn't want to come. So the fact is you had a meeting. But the truth is the meeting ended at three. <laughs> I know you are here. I know you are here. I know you are here. <laughs> just, just do like you are writing something in your book. Nobody will know it's you. <laughs> you know for as long as we are independent of our pastor you see and what you must understand is the most important person is your pastor not the, not the pastors the pastor he, the most important person in this church is Bishop Ekuban not Bishop Ekuban and the other pastors that's why you should understand and that's why I'm talking about Independence. I'm talking about the first stage of this loyalty, which is independence. And I'm talking about that stage because it doesn't look like independence because at that stage you are not yet insulting anybody. And I'm using the word yet because it is a matter of time if you continue on that road. It always, see, some, see, someone once said, the danger of continuing to miss church is that soon you no longer miss church. Yeah. The danger of missing church, like you don't come, you don't come, you don't come, that soon 
when you even don't come, you don't realize that you didn't come. <laughs> when you are part of a church, leadership, departmental head, usher, head of the ashes, head of the choir, head of the technical team, head of protocol, head of uh, other things, the children's ministry you have here, you should understand that you are part of a ministerial team which is dependent upon the head pastor and your only job and role is to help him. One of the things we learned as health ministers um, to bishop is help is not help unless the person senses that he's being helped. So you can say you are helping him. But if he doesn't sense it as help or is even against what he interprets as help, then you have not helped him. No matter how much you have sweated. Unless the person, and that's why the Bible says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he's coming to help us in what we are doing. So it will be real help because Bishop Ekuba wants to have checked by the streets. And as you can see, the Holy Spirit has come to help him to do church by the streets. So that's why he's being held by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit doesn't come to do like as Bishop Ekuban wants to do church by the street. That the Holy Spirit is making him do church on the sea. That will not be help for Bishop Ekuban. It may be help for local ship, but not him. You see, so when the Holy Spirit comes, what is help to you? That is what he does. Now, if we are also going to be dependent and non-dependent and non-independent people, then what Bishop Ekuban interprets as help, that is what we should do. And not what we think should be helped for him. Amen. And the independent stage of this loyalty is usually not seen for what it is. But I can tell you from experience that in the ministry, there is nobody who is independent who does well. It is just a matter of time. Look, I've been in this thing for 24 years, solid. Oh yes. It's just a matter of time because or before you, you will find your way out if you are independent. Oh, it is just a matter of time. You can shout, you can sweat, you can scream, but if you are independent. I didn't say if you don't make mistakes. Because once you are a human being, there will be some mistakes here and there. But if you are consciously in your heart, independent of your pastor, that he cannot easily get you to do something, you are in danger. You are in deep danger. Or probably your own Christianity and then after that, your salvation. Because as Jesus says, soon you will be cut off, thrown and you will be withered. And then the more you are cut off, then you become more offended. The more offended you become, then the more you become withered. Then the more withered you become, can't you see when you cut a branch, you don't just throw it in the fire. You leave it. When you cut a branch, at the time you cut a branch, the leaves are green. The next day, the leaves will still be green. Depending on how big the branch is, after one week, the leaves will still, it may even still be bringing forth new leaves, but it is dead. As it is bringing forth new leaves, it is dead because it is cut off, because it is independent. But when these loyal people rebel and their churches seem to be growing, they don't know that the sap in the stem that was already there from when they were joined, that is what they are benefiting from. But as long as they are cut off, they are dead. With time, then the withering begins. 
When the withering is completed, that's when you throw it into the fire. So the fact that you are not in the fire today, doesn't mean you won't end up in the fire. Yes. But when the branch is cut, there is still hope for it because in agriculture you can graft it back. Yes. So if you are here tonight and you can see that, Charlie, the thing I'm seeing, you did check by the street, even though you are a leader and you are in tonight's conference, you have never been for one before. And my father's house, I'm feeling free. I'm feeling free. I'm feeling free. Please, when we were inside, we were talking about visual sounds there. He wasn't telling me about you. In case you think that he has told me something to come and say here, it's visual sounds that we are talking about. But all churches are the same. That's why I'm able to say the things I'm saying. If you know you are here, well, I know, unless, unless this is not God's church. But if this is God's church, then there are leaders who have never been for church on the street. <laughs> yeah. If this is God's church, and if the Holy Spirit is here, <laughs> and this church is that all other churches in the world, then there are some of you here. You've never every week you say you'll be there next week. It's a sign that you are a healthy church. <laughs> in a healthy church, there are liars, thieves, fornicate. You know, last year, somewhere in December, God came to ask me, Where are your unbeliever friends? Hey! Because the Bible says they call Jesus a friend of sinners. So the Holy Spirit came to ask me, Where are your friends who are sinners? If you are like Jesus, you must have friends who are sinners. And I saw that I don't even have one friend who is a sinner. <laughs> yes. So I said, no, I need some unbeliever friends. Yes. Not that like they're my friend and drinking beer with them. But you see, who are you going to convert? Who will you go and convert? Is it not a sinner? So I began to get in touch with my cousins because my school year group, the one day I go angry, I blasted them and left the group. And now I want to go back. I don't know how I'll go back. Because those boys say, if they catch me, hey, hey, don't spare me. So now I'm looking for new unbeliever friends. <laughs> were there people in the Bible who were loyal, but at the same time were independent? Yes. The best example is Joab. Judas was also like that. Whenever there was a meeting, he would say he was going to buy something. He always had his own agenda. Hey! May you not be like that in Jesus' name. Amen. Number one. 2 Samuel chapter 3. Abner was the commander of the armies of Israel under Saul. And when Saul died, David made Joab king of the armies of Judah. But Abner was still the uh, commander of the armies of the ten tribes, what the Bible calls the ten tribes. Now, David wanted to make peace, because if you are wise, you will make peace. This Zelensky man, look, when Russia is coming against you, you make peace. What do you want? You say I shouldn't join NATO. I promise, I won't join NATO. That's all. You was, they didn't say you no longer be president of Ukraine. 
He said, don't join NATO. And at the end, NATO will also not grant you membership anyway. So why don't you just say, okay, I won't join NATO. Finish. If Putin dies, they say, let's go and join NATO. That's all. It's simple. Then your country is intact. Your people won't be killed. Because the guy is a madman. He's demon possessed. Why do you go and fight with a demon possessed man? Anyway. David being a wise man, that's what he wanted to avoid. So he called Abner and said, look, let's make peace. There's no need to fight. Those of you who are fighting with your mothers, your fathers, I mean that some of you like your mother, you don't talk to her at all. You are not wise at all. Why should you fight with your father? One day a brother came to church, very angry. I said, what's going on? Then his friends told me that that morning he said he was angry with his father. His father was drunk and his father was insulting him. And so he got out to slap his father. So his friend said, when he raised up his hand to slap his father, then his uncles held his hand. When I heard it, I called him and said, oh, so after your, un- your uncles left your hand, what, what happened? He said, I was angry. And then they said, no, you made a big mistake. When your uncles left your hand, you should have finished the slap so that you slapped your father properly. Then I told him that that's the day you will learn that your father's mouth is stronger than your hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You learn that your father's hand. You see, and those of you who are mothers, and it's like you play politics with your children against their fathers. And let me tell you something. Spiritually and biblically, blessings are with fathers, not mothers spiritually and biblically if mothers could bless Rebecca would have had no need to tell Jacob to go and bring venison so that his father would bless him because she would have blessed him but a spiritual woman knows that if the fathers would bless where in the Bible did a mother bless? where? show me we all have in the same Bible where did a mother bless? it is fathers who bless that's why Rebecca told him, Run, bring the benefit that your father will bless you because it's the father who had the blessing. You would be very, very, very helpful to your children if we help them to acknowledge their father as the source of blessing. So Abner came to David to make peace. And when they made their peace, David made him a feast. And he sent Abner away in peace. Isn't this beautiful? That people who used to fight, now they won't fight again. It's so nice. So when you find people who are unable to make peace, you send delegations to make peace with them and to talk to them, withdraw the case from court. They say we won't withdraw until Jesus comes. We'll be here until we die. We'll never withdraw the case until we die. Why? Why should you curse yourself with death? We will never withdraw the case until we die. We will, we will die in court. Why should you talk like that? If you want to be in court, say, I want to be in court. But why do you say, I'll die in court? You don't need to bring in death. Then, Joab comes home. And Joab hears that. Abner came. 
And David has made peace with him. And has sent him peacefully. When they came to church tonight, they saw Apostle Toss preaching. They said, ah, you could have brought Apostle General. You could have brought Bishop Ajinasari. Why is this person coming to talk like that at that? That's Joab speaking. <laughs> is it? You should always have a mind that even if you don't agree with your father, what he's doing, you must support it, even if you are against it. Look, once you're a human being, even God said, come and let that reason together. Like God even knows that. You may even think that you know more than him. Yes. So as for you not agreeing with your father, it's normal. Unless you are a robot who can be programmed. But once you are a human being, you would have your own opinion. But if you are going to be loyal, at the end, you must always flow with what your pastor is doing. Otherwise, you are in danger. One of the things we have seen about disloyal people is, they pay a high price for their disloyalty. You see, we've seen by the tragedies of Orangus. You know Orangu? I don't know Orangu. Orangu is Orangutan. It's people who are disloyal. They preach Orangu for years. They say they are calling rebellious people animals. Because they preach Orangu. Anyway, it is important for you to know that eh, everything you do is a seed. When you rebel, it's a seed of rebellion you have sown. You know, one day one of our older pastors told me that he has noticed that everybody who rebels gets divorced with time. It's something he has noticed. That people who divorce with time, their wives divorce them. Like what they did to the church, their wives also do it to them. Some of them, their children also do it to them. Yeah. So be careful that you may think you are doing it against the church and your pastor. You may find out that you are kicking against the pricks and your legs are full of blood. Go up! When he came and heard that after the Bible said that he was angry with David. See, when you do that, they're like, You are wise, and David is a fool. You know better than David. You know how to govern better than David. You are a better pastor than Chad. Like, if you were the pastor, you wouldn't put all these lights in, you wouldn't make the stage blue, and everything. You have a different opinion. If you don't get a different opinion, maybe your favorite color is red or uh, yellow. Oh, they see, they see. Maybe your favorite color is pink. Aha, uh-huh, pink. So as you see red, blue, yellow, green, I, no, the stage is not nice. It's okay for you to say the stage is not nice. But as soon as you now get up and you go around saying the stage is not nice, you've now gotten into a problem of rebellion. Because the fact that your pink is not there, doesn't mean the pastor has taken the wrong decision. Will you have to react and speak against? Because one day, you'll find your children doing that. It is what we've seen in the church. Joab came and was angry at David. What happened next? He went and chased Abner and killed him. What saved David that day was? Everybody knew that David was happy to be with Abner. So when Joab went to kill him, everybody knew that this was not from David. Because you see, David's tribe was just Judah. But all the other ten tribes were against or were on Abner's side. Now you've killed their army commander. 
Do you know what would have happened? You see, by rebellious people, they never think of the implications of their actions. Rebellious people are usually immature. Rebellious people are usually short-sighted. Rebellious people are usually not deep-thinkers. Otherwise, you would never think that six people can fight against 760,000 people if you were a deep-thinker. That's six versus 760. Even if 760,000 babies, if they start to rush on you, they will by all means suffocate you, even if they are babies. But your thinking is not deep. So you just think that when you go and sit on social media and you shout, it will destroy 760,000 people. I mean, it's just a sign that you are not a deep thinker. A little deep thinker. You don't do what you, what you are doing. Joab now kills Abner. Independent of David. He doesn't know anything. It's even the same in marriage. Sometimes you see wives. I know there are no wives in springs of life like that. But in other churches, you see wives. When the husband says, let's go, let's look. I know husbands, eh? Not in springs of life. It doesn't happen here. But other churches where they even develop a formula. When they want to go right, they'll tell their wife that, oh, there's left and there's right. But I think we should go left. They know that once they want to go left, their husband, their, their wife will say we should go right. So when they want to go right, with experience and wisdom and revelation and discernment, they've learned to say, I want to go left. Then they'll make their face like they really, really want to go left. Knowing that one they want to go left, their wife will say, we should go right. Then when their wife says we should go right, they say, oh, you think so, isn't it? Right is better, eh? I was thinking left. Or what do you think? They wife say, no, no, no. Every day your decision leads us into trouble. Every day your Then the man will just say, Really? So you think right is better? Oh, yes. You know, the last time also, when we took my decision and went right, this was opinion. My decision was. Okay, okay, if I thought you are saying is true. So let's go right. Meanwhile, the right, that's his original plan to go the right. I've seen it. Exactly, I've seen. <laughs> Next, independent people do what they want to do. And they're teaching from Bishop's book, Loyalty and Disloyalty. We have a meeting. And in the meeting, I've been made a convener. You know, when you're a convener, it's like you are at the level of like a founder of the church. I had. 232 churches under me in five countries that I made them sex. Gambia, Senegal, Guinea-Bissau, Ghana. No, so there were four. And then I started a new church in Turkey. Five. They are very powerful. A convener. Then Bishop called me. He said, look, you were, you were doing books, traveling here and here since I made you a convener. Now you love the greetings in the marketplaces. <laughs> now you stop the books work. I said, mercy, 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 mercy. So then he asked me, so which would you like to do? He said, if they ask you which do you like to do, 
You should know the wishes of the person who is asking you what would you like to do. Then I said, oh, me mom, dear God has called me to do the book's work and to be a help minister to you and to push your books around the world. So that's what I want to do. You see, you could have said, ah, you know, when I got married, let me tell you something. Don't, don't laugh. It can happen to you. <laughs> when I got married, I wanted experience. So one night we were in the bed and I wanted to do what the Bible commands married people to do. So instead of just simply obeying the Bible, I went to try to be a good husband and I went to ask my roommate, would you like to do what married people do? Then she didn't say anything. My roommate didn't say anything. Then I asked her, or would you like to wait until the morning? Then my roommate said, you see, the words I say, ah, it's like you have got yourself. <laughs> then my roommate said, let's wait until morning. Hey, I was angry for three days. I was angry for three days. Three days non-stop. <laughs> so I called my roommate for um, judgment. I said, yo, three days ago, I asked you that the two of us just obey the Bible. You told me you should obey the Bible in the morning. <laughs> then my roommate told me something I've never forgotten. Which I, my roommate told me that. If you tell me, let's obey the Bible. We will, we will obey the Bible. But you asked me a question. And I answered the question. How can you be angry with me for answering the question you asked me? This was 2005. I've never asked that question again. And so 2022, as we are standing here. Because I saw that my roommate was right. That's when I learned that never ask a question that you wouldn't like the answer. <laughs> Independent people, they do what they want. But if you ask them why, you should understand that when somebody is asking you, should we obey? Does not the Bible say that the favorable time is now. The Bible that you, if God says to ask you, should I heal you now or should I heal you in the morning? Would you tell God, please heal me in the morning? Aha! Second Samuel, chapter 18, verse 14. Independent people do what they want to do, not what the leader wants to be done. But you see, if your church is... You see, let me tell you, you people something. The only reason why I'm standing at this big pulpit tonight, a pulpit eh, is, it, 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 it is not dependent upon the size of the church. It depends on the size of the pulpit in the spirit. Oh, yes. It's not about the size of the church at all. You, you, you make a big mistake. You make a big mistake. If you look at the size of the church, to use that to analyze who a pastor is, you make a big mistake. Always make a big mistake. Look, you see, I have traveled around the world, so I know some of the gimmicks. Look, one of the easiest ways to make your church go is to sell food. Oh, your church will be thousand, two thousand. Look, just even start by serving cocoa. The next Sunday, the attendance will double. The next Sunday, all those who can bring their cocoa will tell their friend, actually, there's cocoa in this church. Oh, let's go. So, having a big church, it doesn't mean that you are even doing the right thing. It's not about the size of the pulpit. In fact, 
if you are doing the right thing, your church is not likely to be big. Anyway, I went to a church. Every Sunday they share clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a Korean uh, pastor. They just send shirts and trousers and shoes from Korea. Every Sunday, people are the church is full. Car park is full. People are standing across the uh, wall of the church. The day the Korean pastor left and they start sharing clothes. <laughs> Within three weeks, the church was finished. <laughs> I was saying, the reason why I'm standing behind this big pulpit is because Bishop Ekuba knows that I'm dependent on my pastor. I'm not independent of him. I'm loyal to him. I'm close to him. I'm related to him. Like my association with him. Look. Twice I've been invited to churches and the invitation that came was telling me why I shouldn't be invited. Yeah, the first one, the guy told me that, look, it was in Togo. He told me that this conference I'm inviting you for only fathers speak. And you are not a father and you are not allowed to speak. But because of your relationship with Bishop Daki was Mills, that's why we are inviting you. And he kept on repeating, but it's for fathers and you don't qualify. Oh, yes. He invited me by telling me about why he shouldn't invite me. <laughs> the same thing. There's a church I'm going to preach in Kinshasa. It's the biggest church in Kinshasa. I didn't even know the man. But when they told me about him, that he said I should call him. I went to check him out on Facebook. Hey! 1.55 million followers. Then me and I saw that, yeah, that puppet, you don't qualify to be it. Then I saw him at a conference last week with Reverend, Kab- with Reverend Karambiwe. Ivan Kastani, Mohammed Sanogo. I said, hey! He too. When I spoke to him, he told me that I don't know you. That's how we started the conversation. I don't know you. But it's Bishop Dag I know. So as you are coming here, it's like we cannot receive you like Bishop Dag. He kept on telling me about why he, why he can't receive me well. And I said, don't, don't worry, I'll come. You see, when you are properly dependent, not you, not you, not you, but your association will take you to places that you don't qualify to go to. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've stood in big pulpits. They, but they don't know me. It's Bishop Dad, they know. And the, my father, opinion, the Bible says that your father will either cause your rising or your falling. Finish. These are the two jobs of father. These six pastors, their father has caused them to fall and they'll never rise again. By their father, they've fallen. But others like me, by that same father, they are rising. Oh, yes. By that same father. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know, it's tied to this. I'm preaching on forgiveness in my church. Brothers and sisters, I've become terrified of unforgiveness. The danger of unforgiveness. I've become terrified of it more than it look. It's better to smoke weed than to be an unforgiving person. Oh, yes. Jesus said, when somebody has offended you and you cannot forgive the person who offended you, you who cannot forgive, they should sack you from the church. Not the person who offended you. Jesus said, when you cannot forgive the person who offended you, the unforgiving person, they should sack him from the church. Yes. This Sunday, the Holy Spirit is seven groups of people you should forgive. A 
and adults to pray the better so that uh, every group I found people who were able to forgive that person and then people who couldn't forgive that person and how the two groups ended up differently. It says, look, Jesus said, by all means, Bishop Ekuban will offend you. Unless he's, he is not a human being. Yes. But the Bible says, when he has offended you, first of all, forgive him. Number two, go and discuss with him. He didn't say go and gossip about him behind his back. He said go to him. You see, most of the time, when you go and talk to somebody that you did this thing wrong, immediately his heart smooths him. Say, forgive me. Rather, his respect for you will go up. Rather, you see, what brings about independence is usually offense. You are angry at Look at Absalom. Nothing, look, he didn't do something bad though. And nothing bad was done to him. The only thing was he couldn't forgive his father David for not handling the rape of his sister well. He couldn't forgive him. That's how he became Absalom, through unforgiveness. All this loyalty is caused by unforgiveness. All this loyalty, it is what I saw, is caused by unforgiveness. You, Absalom, if you've done the right thing, then, then why did you flee? <laughs> if what you did was fine, why did you flee? My brothers, it's better for you to flow with your pastor. I'll show you a, an easy way to forgive. Always think of yourself. And you always be a forgiving person. Usually, people whose temperament makes it difficult for them to forgive, that same temperament eh, makes it easy for them to offend people. Like me, the way I am. Hey, I can offend though. Even two days ago, I beat my children for something they didn't do. And the next morning, they came to tell me that I beat them wrongly. <laughs> yes! They same as my church members. Hey! So now, I said, that, look, sometimes when I'm angry, I say, look, this thing I'm angry about, me too, by all means, I've done it to people. And if I expect them to forgive me, God to forgive me, the Bible says, for if you don't forgive, neither will your heavenly father also forgive you. So, if your bishop does something, maybe the last time you came for the street, uh, checked by the street, he saw you and didn't greet you. So you are offended. Or maybe the speakers were not working. They shouted. So can't you go and From that day, you haven't come for church by the street again. Oh, oh I couldn't come today because my mother was sick as well. Next week, I couldn't come because my job. They said all the staff will come for a retraining on a new software that they are introducing. So we have to work over time to learn the new software for the but the truth is you are offended by something yes yes you are offended by something so even when you had a chance what you have been added is they said you can either come on Saturday or come on Tuesday evening but you are so offended that you have chosen the Saturday one so that in case you are alpha you couldn't come you can say the fact that you had to go to work for the training. But the truth is, you didn't come because you didn't want to come. So what it is, is, you see, gradually, you are going away from your pastor. 
gradually and at the beginning it looks like it is the same you see Sprinter's Road and Temamoto Way at the beginning at Akramo it's at the same point though. the motorway and Casa Trasaco is just a stone throw but as you continue it gets wider and wider and wider until one ends up on a flower road the other ends up at Temahabo because of where you started from not where you even intend to go so be careful about how different you are from your pastor today yes you may be sitting here but angry that you are even here oh yes I've been doing this work you can be sitting Jesus said well did Isaiah prophesy about them Full well did Isaiah prophesy about that. These people worship me with their lips, but their hearts. So be careful about Look, me as I'm preaching on unforgiveness, I've become afraid. Oh, yes. Because that's where the disloyalty starts from. The offense and the independence. So your body can be dead, but your heart, your spirit, your soul is not there. It may even be better for you that physically you are not here, but your heart wishes it was here. It will be better that maybe by, by the reason of something you are forced to be in the office or something, but your heart is here, is better. That you are here, but your heart is not here. Because if you are here, but your heart is not here, by all means by now, you have heard about five things that have offended you even more than before you came here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you're coming here has actually made you worse off. Because your body is here, but your spirit is not here. Second Samuel 18, 14. Absalom has rebelled. <laughs> Made war. Slept with his father's wife. Everything. David has counted the attack and has the advantage. Joab and Co are going to war. But I tell you eh, there is no father who wants his sons to die. You will even believe it. At the height of the social media war insulting Bishop this, that, that. At the height of calling him a dog. Satan. This, that. So many things. I met Larry O'Donko. He is my second cousin. Oh. In case you think I hate him, he's my cousin. We met at the funeral. So when I was there, I was just standing. I didn't even know he was there. Then somebody came to tap my shoulders. By the time I was, we were all in face masks. So by the time I was recognizing it was Larry. She had said, hello, how are you? And I answered before I saw it was him. Later on, somebody said, you should have taken your answer back. <laughs> but you know, later on when I saw Bishop, and I said, Bishop, you won't believe it. I met Larry today at the funeral. And he came to say hello to me. Do you know what Bishop's words were? He said, Toss, why don't you tell him to just come and beg and apologize so we drop this case? He can go to jail. He'll be destroyed. Why don't you just talk to him to come and drop this thing? I said, Daddy, no, 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 no. I said, Daddy, no. The stages of disloyalty are eight. It ends in execution. We should go through it. <laughs> you see, but what I'm saying is, even as his children were insulting him, 
He sat for so yearning that they should not be destroyed. But of course, one day I also had to yield to him. Because I said, yes, that he will go in. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Because you may not agree, but you should flow with your father fully. His wisdom is greater. So when David says that, in spite of everything, don't kill Absalom. He has slept with my wife. He has disgraced me. It's true. But don't kill. Look, if you had a son, would you like your son to be killed? For whatever reason. Think of your son, not theoretical son. Think of your son. Would you for any reason like him to be killed? No. But I mean, he is, he is, he is not my son. He's my brother. So, uh, if you go to jail, it's too bad. He shouldn't have been insulted. But the fact that he's at the end. So they say with David, he said, don't kill Absalom. Deal gently with a young man. Job went, Joab went and killed Absalom. The king said, don't kill him. He went and killed him. That's why you can see that at the end, Joab himself was killed also. Because he who lives as for disloyalty, you will pay the price in the end. So you see, when your bishop says, we are all doing church by the streets today at Shell Filling Station. Look. Just say the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak, and then go. Just say, even Jesus didn't want to die, but he died, and then go. You see, but listen, that you look at your bishop's face and disobey. That one there, let it be far from you. As for disobedience, let it be. Look, let me give you an example. Don't think too far. Jesus said, if you look upon a woman to last upon her, you are committed for the case you will tell you. It's true. Jesus said it. But let me also ask you. Is it that so? The act of fornication, is it now the same as thinking about fornication? Should you now say that, oh, apostle, what happened was, uh, I thought about the girl and I was lasting after her. So because Jesus said, if you last upon her, you are committed adultery, they say, oh, then I might as well do it because Jesus said it's the same. Do you think it is the same? No. So yes, you don't want to go, but go. What did Christ say on that day? Many will come and say, Lord, Lord, we did it, we did it. No. You are workers of iniquity. It is the works that will justify you. It is your act. Bible says in 1 Corinthians 5, 77, that you receive a reward for what you have done, not what you have thought about. What you have done, that's where the results will come. You didn't want to go, but go, you will get a result. So you get a reward. But that you have disobeyed your pastor, let it be far away from you. Don't be independent of him. Don't be. Look, as soon as... <laughs> as soon as your heart is joined with his heart, you see your church just growing like magic. Effortlessly. You see, the reason why your church is not full is because what your pastor says you should do, you are not doing it. Finish, finish. It's not, it's not magic. It's not magic. It's not magic. It's not magic. It's not, it's not, it's not. Look, disobedience is the only reason for. Look, Bishop Oedepo says that every time you see a church not going, it's because the people are fighting Jesus. That's all. Because the Bible says, I will build my church. Jesus said, I will build my church. So the church here, Jesus himself wants it to go. When it is not going, it's because the people are fighting. Look, your pastor will say, let's do this. You won't do it. Let's do this. You won't do it. Let's do this. You won't do it. You, go.
go here, go and bring people. You start a, a take a bus, you get a bus and go to um, wherever. Nadriza, bring people. You won't do it. Do this. You start. Why? It's not anything again. It's not anything. I'm not in your church, but I said, if the Holy Ghost is in your church, then that's how your church is. The pastor's wishes are not done. That's all. You see, and this message came because of a church I preached in last week. They said I come and preach on evangelism and anacazo because after the COVID attendance is low and this, that, I was going to preach on anacazo. So day one, I preached on anacazo. Day two, I preached Then day three, I was going to preach on anadea. Then the Holy Spirit told them that is not their problem. That this loyalty is their problem. So when I went there, I told them that I'm sorry to change their message, but the Holy Spirit said I could change their message. So I preached on independence and church growth. And I told them, on Sunday, when you're coming, oh, I've been to that church in the past. When I went there this time, oh, they only arranged some few chairs in the middle. And the pastor was lamenting about how they've had to pack all their chairs away. I called him yesterday. That's how our church on Sunday, he said, Apostle, thank you so much for coming. The people have done the things I told them to do. He said, we even have to add 60 more chairs. The problem is the independence of the people. And I told them the same thing. I'm telling you that I'm not bringing any new message. I'm only saying that what your pastor said, you should go and do that. You've not done. Go and do it. That's all. And I told them that it is even a shame that your pastor, when Jesus Christ said, a stranger's voice, they will not follow. You disobeyed your shepherd. That I can now have to go and bring a stranger. What Jesus even said will not work. In your case, that's what is working. You are even stronger than Jesus now. <laughs> yeah, it's serious. Jesus said they will hear the voice of their shepherd. In their case, I said, you disobey your shepherd. Ah, da, da. Even he now has to join your disobedience and go and bring a stranger. That perchance don't listen to the stranger. It's so sad. And many pastors are grappling with disobedience. Struggling, and they don't even know what to do again because the first five instructions they gave that they didn't work. Why, why should they give a six, a seven, and an eight? I hear uh, you are angrily gone home. <laughs> Next thing that Bishop says in the book ironically, independent people don't leave. Joab, he never left there. Joab was actually almost like King David's most loyal person. Perfectly loyal and perfectly disloyal. So that's what I'm saying. That the fact that you are here, doesn't mean you are loyal. Maybe you are even here to protect your disloyalty. So that it means... It <laughs> yes! So that you look so disloyal. Like you know that there are four other areas that have caught you. So this one here, you come so that you don't add sin to sin. But the sin there is there. Oh, but there, but there's a better way. There is a better way. The Bible says that, uh, listen, he that is willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land. I mean, look, as I obeyed Bishop, I'm now, look, it's like my work has restarted again. From country to country, country to country, country. Look, through obedience, I've been to more countries than people will ever go to till they die. Through obedience, not through anointing, not through prayer, not through fasting, not through prophetic ministry. 
most perfect will never be go to the countries I go to until they die. By obedience, I've achieved what many people will dream of. By obedience only. You know, one of the greatest days of my life, we were at a pastor's party. And Bishop was talking to some pastors. Many years ago, maybe 2006. 2006. And Bishop didn't know I was sitting behind him. You know, then he was telling some pastors, he was rebuking them about their disobedience. And now he has told them to do things, don't do it, do this. Then he told them that, you see, there's a pastor I have called Toss. Anything I tell him to do, he'll do it. If I tell him, go to Asankeba tomorrow, he'll go with his wife and children, everything. Then one of the pastors told him that, he's sitting behind you. So he turned to me and said, if I tell you, won't you go? And he said, I'll go. And I was not saying it to, that it should, he has sent me, look, I mean, look, one day I was going to a pastor's conference in Kenya, Mombasa. You know, and when you go for an international pastor's conference, your honorarium you will get. Oh, in Mombasa, the hotel they'll put you in. They are, they are done their posters, everything. I was going to go on Tuesday. Then on Sunday, I was in check between first and second service. You see, that's why I don't like answering my calls, my phone on Sundays. Between first and second service, I went to check my phone. Then I saw a message from one of the crusade directors, Bishop Ebo. Maybe you know, he has, he has sent me a text. Daddy said, as he tell you to go to Angola. But I think he knew I wouldn't mind him. Because you are going to Kenya to go and collect, do powerful conference, and become a man of God. Angola, dear. So I think he told, he told Bishop, he told Bishop that, unless Bishop tells me himself. So as I looked down, then I saw a message from Bishop. Three words. Go to Angola. Ha! When I saw Angola, the face Peter gave me was Jonas Sabimbi. So I said, God, I'm going to die in this country. I said, I'll buy on Angola. It's like, of all the 190 countries, in the, Angola, like, you want to say somebody you love, it's the Angola. Angola, it is the name, Angola. It is the name, Angola. It's not pleasant. But you compare Angola to Kenya. Angola, I mean, Angola is like a place of red bells. But I replied, yes, daddy. I went to get this. I said, oh, I had a vision of the day, of the day Jonas Abimbi died. I said, I also die like this. <laughs> look, look. In that poor country, Angola, the money I saw, I haven't seen in most countries I've been in. Oh, yes. Then that's when I saw that. Look, when your father sent you somewhere, when your father told you, just do it. You see, God told Abraham, because he, he, he didn't say, because you are present, because thou hast hearkened unto my voice and hast not withheld your son, your only son Isaac, your only son Isaac who you love. God didn't know what to say. So he just said, in blessing, I'll bless you. And in multiplying, I'll multiply you. God didn't know what to say again. Then he told him, go out. When Abraham went out, then, then he told him, look up to the uh, sky. Yes, he said, count the stars. Abraham could not count. They said, okay, they were in the desert. So he said, look down. Count the sand. Then he told him, this is how your descendants will be. A man who didn't have a child at the time of this blessing, this is how your descendants will be. A blessing upon obedience will give you more than you can ever even gather for yourself. Obedience. 
Me, I spent my life looking for something to obey. Even to the point where Bishop gets angry with me. Because it's like, what do you want to do? It's like, I'm just hoping that he will tell me what to do. But I've seen that when I do what he says, I cannot eat what comes out. Look, <laughs> daring comes to pass the riddle of Samson, that out of the eater comes the sweet. Oh, yes. When he, but Bishop, that is not your pastor. He is my pastor. So don't be looking for things to obey from Bishop Dad. God has given you your own Bishop Dad here. Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh yes! I'll show you. Let me, let me implicate myself. Do you know the number of times Bishop Ekuban has sent me a text? Toss, you need to come and see me, eh? And then I don't come. Do you know the number of times he has sent me a text? Toss, you need to come and see me. It's been a long time. Not that I don't come, but sometimes in the schedule that he says, but do you think Bishop Dad will call me? Even you say, uh, Toss, where, where are you? That, that question, where are you, will make me appear in his office. He has, he has not said, come and see, but even why they go angry with me, because I was looking for him for two, for two days. And his secretary told me that, Toss said he has a meeting with you. So I went to wait at his office the whole day, I didn't see him. Then I came again the next day. His secretary told me, Paul says, so when he saw me there, I didn't say, come and see me. I said, where are you? <laughs> yeah. I said, where are you? I didn't say, come and see me. But it's like, it's better to over-obey. To over-obey is because of the, that, even though he said, I haven't told you, the blessing I got, from obeying an instruction I have not been given. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to show you that eh, you are doing yourself great harm by not perfectly obeying your pastor. You see, the sad thing about black men is that because we live in a, co- in a continent of deep poverty, with some small prosperity, we think we are there. One day I saw some poor guy in my church and he became a fraud boy one day I saw on the city like he has made it in life do you know the sign that he has made it in life he had done gary soaking and he's pouring one tin of milk in the gary soaking like his ability to drink one tin of milk in the morning hey he doesn't respect anybody again because he can pour one tin of milk in the gary soaking he doesn't respect he has stopped church. <laughs> he has stopped church. You see, I'm saying this to say that it is easy to laugh at him. But maybe the blessing that God has prepared for you through your obedience to instructions, to the leading of Bishop Ekuban, you are not even at a fraction of it. Because maybe you have finished the church by the street. The instrumentalists are packing up to go. You are just chatting with him because when a man of God finishes preaching like that, he wants to unwind. So he may just be standing there chatting with you casually. Then he may say something that will spark an idea in you. I say, wow, I've never thought of this before. Or you may say something and then he may give you a revelation in reply. That may change the course of your life. 
But because you didn't go, so you don't even know what you have missed. That is their problem. We don't even know, like the Bible says, the things which are freely given unto us. Because we don't wait on Him. Nine o'clock, we have to close. Next point, last but one. Spiritual but independent. <laughs> Bishop, can I please get ten minutes more? Spiritual but independent. Five Corinthians four one. But let a man so account of us as ministers of God and stewards of the mysteries of Christ. Stewards of God, mysteries of Christ, powerful anointed. Mysteries are things you can't understand. Prophetic gifts, healing ministry. Your dreams are accurate. You pray for the sick. If anybody wants to die, they shouldn't see you because one day come into your presence and your shadow passes over them. They will by all means be healed. Yes. Powerful anointed. As, as for heaven, dear, you, you go there like the way you go to dance, dance man on earth. You and God are friends. Like uh, when you sing that song, I am a friend of God. The other people sing it as a faith confession, but you sing it as your daily life. You are a friend of God. You go and visit him. Like when you want to go to heaven, you go. Powerful anointed. But verse 2, the Bible says, Moreover, that means more important than being anointed. I'm not here because I'm anointed, I'm here because I'm loyal. I'm not here because I'm, a, I'm anointed. It's not anointing that has brought me here tonight. It's my loyalty to Bishop that has brought me here. Oh yes, not my anointing. Bishop Ekuban didn't ask me about my prayer life or about uh, when the, well, the last time I fasted or went to wait on God. It's my loyalty that has brought me here. Not anointing. In fact, You've been in this church for a long time. Is it not true that it's the anointed people who cause problems in the church? Yes, yes, yes. It's the anointed ones. The ones who stand when they pray like this. Hey! When they stand, they open their legs like this. Churches on Spintage. I said, Oh, I'm the one preaching. I'm telling you this church is not. I don't know why you are laughing when I'm telling you this church is not like that. Why are you saying your church is a bad thing when the, when the visitor says it's a good church? This is not, but other churches, the prayer warriors, number one, they are filled with pride. You see, prayer gives you an air of spirituality, but to understand that spirituality is not everything. Yes, that's why he said, Moreover. 
more important than being a steward of the mysteries of Christ, it is required in a man that he be found faithful. Loyalty is the requirement, not spirituality. And if you're a spiritual person, you will be loyal because you fear disloyalty if you're spiritual. If you're spiritual, you fear disloyalty. Because you see the end of all disloyal people. That whether King David was wrong or was right, he ended up with God. And you who say you were wrong, they raped your sister, you, you, you are in hell. Because the end of a thing is better than the The end is what is important. How you ended up, that's what's important. Yes. He said, it is required that a man be found faithful. Not a man be found prayerful. Not a man be found... Mary, the mother of Jesus, when did she pray? She was at home one day, and an angel was sent to her. Look, thou art highly favored. It was her loyalty that called her to be chosen. No prayer. Zacchaeus with all his prayer. When the angel came to him, he didn't mind the angel. He didn't believe in him. They stuck him down one time. It's not your prayerfulness or your pussy. It's your loyalty. That's important. When they told Joseph, he took the same. Marry her. He said, I'll do it. We don't know about his prayer life. Zachariah, we knew of his prayer life. They struck him down. We don't know of Joseph's prayer life. But God saw that this guy, he'll be a faithful person. Let's use him as the husband of our wife to cover her. Faithfulness, not prayer, not fasting, not prophetic. They were Pharisees. God didn't choose no Pharisee to be the husband of Mary. <laughs> yeah. He chose the one who obeyed him. That when there's a controversy over Mary and he said that, fear not to marry her, he will marry her. If the loyal person God chose to be the husband of his wife. Next. Are you happy you came? Ah, let me jump this one. Let me just read it. Independent people try to take over the branches. The cell groups, the area fellowships, they turn it into the. And, oh, you can come for your food, I won't take it away. So they leave and then take their members and give you the empty box. Next. <laughs> you see that? They've given the fellowship a new name and they took it over. Last, last one. They help the opposition. They help the leaders. People who help disloyal people who have left the church. They are not correct at all. And you say the person is your roommate. He was your roommate in the university. He is your business partner. So you still have to do business with him. If you found out that your business partner was, was the devil. Would you continue the business with him? You still continue with the people who left because inside your heart there's a place that feels that Bishop Ekuban is not right. No, not you. I'm talking about another church. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They have a kiss. They have a kiss. Absalom also had a kiss. Had raped Tamar. The Bible says two, two things. He that uncovered
his sister's nakedness should be put to death. Leviticus, the laws of God. The Bible also says that a man who forces a woman to lie with her should marry her. David disobeyed two clear commandments of God. Clear. The Bible says, and when David heard it, he was angry. But David was not supposed to be angry. He was supposed to carry out the law. So dear Absalom, you have a case. Should you also not become a murderer? Hmm? You have a case. But now you are a murderer. So be careful. You see, the side you are happy with shows the side you are on. When we go to the stadium, you know, when uh, Ghana was playing against USA, World Cup, there were two groups at the stadium. 15 minutes to uh, full time. Ghana 2, USA 1. Hey! You see where they turn to the Ghana, where the Ghanaian stance is. They say, Obia, Obia, Obia. Is that match that made that song popular? Is that America, dear, who's Obia? Hey, and they were singing, Obia, 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 Obia. Then they'll show the US side. Hey! Nobody's laughing, nobody's talking, nobody. The person you are talking will show the side you are on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The, see, how, where, where you are happy, where the geographical location of your happiness shows the side you are on. Yes. The house you are happy in shows the side you are on. The phone call you are happy on. Show the side you are on. The text message you are happy to send shows the side you are on. I mean, you may be coming to this church because when you look at the guy's church, only 12 people in some dirty classroom, you cannot see yourself there. That's why you are not there. But not that you prefer being here. But common sense doesn't make you go there. But not that you are, like you are against death. Uh, uh, no, not no. Bishop Ekuban is talking about another church. <laughs> well, well, as a faithful messenger, I have to tell you that Bishop Ekuban is saying that they are here. Not me. Bishop Ekuban and relaying the message. <laughs> yes. You can be here, but your heart is not here. You see, don't you find it amazing that even after Judas had sold Jesus, he still went for the dinner? Yeah, we read the Bible. He had sold Jesus. He went for the dinner. Eating with Jesus. When Jesus said, Who is the adultery? He was there. Who?
<laughs> when they are asking, <laughs> when they are asking, is it I? Is it I? Is it I? Judas who was asking, is it I? <laughs> Judas was physically there. That his heart had left already. Do you have his heart left? <laughs> Long time ago, at John 6, when they had that communion, 5,000 people came, something, something, and they said, uh, what did they even say? They said, you eat my flesh, and then the Bible said, and from then, they went to commune how they will kill Jesus by John 6. When Jesus was asking, won't you also go? And Peter said, from whence can we go for thou had the words of life? You see, from that statement, I saw that day, I never answer such questions as we. I always answer I. Because I should only answer for myself. As Peter was saying, from whence can we go? That Judas has left in his heart. As Peter, as Peter was answering for all the twelve, Judas had left already in his heart. That physically was there. I said, after selling Jesus, where should we eat with him? He was there at the table. He had sold him already. Hmm? That's why Jesus at the table told him, "That thou doest." Do it quickly. Listen to what the Bible says that. And he went out into the darkness. The Bible says that. And when Satan, look, there's only one place in the whole Bible, 66, where the Bible says, and Satan entered the person. Judas. And when Satan had entered Judas, there's nothing serious. Though. That's why I say that it's better that when you even want to disobey. You see, in psychology, there's something they call. Cognitive dissonance. In cognitive dissonance, they teach you that when your words and your actions don't go together, there's dissonance in you. And you, and like the person, your psychology or your psyche or your mind works to resolve the dissonance. Like your body needs to be in equilibrium at all times. So when what you say and what you are doing are opposite, your body is not at rest. And your body works for there to be rest. So either that your words will change to reflect your actions or your actions will change to be in consonance or in agreement with your words. That's why you don't even know what to do. Do acts of loyalty so that with time your heart will force to follow your acts and then, you, and then there will be a consonance or there will be a flow or an equilibrium of loyalty in you. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. It's true. So it should, it should, so it should never be that there is street, a church on the street and you are home. A leader. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that your pastor assigns an area to you. Bring people from this area. You see, Area cell leader, and you just ignore it. So you, so you have never said I won't do it, but your action is you don't do it. It's the same thing. And Bishop says some people are beautifully disobedient, beautifully disobedient. They'll never raise their voice. They'll just like, like you should never have even spoke. 
That you never heard him spoke. That's what you need to change. That is what you need to change. And become a flowing lawyer, really lawyer, and really flowing from your heart. So that one, you see, some, sometimes my wife tells me that, look, God has blessed you with very good people. God, look, my team of people that I work with, you'll be envious of them. Oh, you'll be envious of them. The way they love me. The way, but you see, one day I asked my wife for say that it struck me that, look, I'm also very loyal to Bishop. So it's like, what I've sown, I've reaped it. I've look, One day I was transferred to a church and <laughs> the person I was transferred from, Bishop told me to go with my team. Then, my team, everybody is rich. Super rich. So, I think because of that, he didn't want them to leave because his income would drop. So, he did some, did, 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 did. so then he began to call meetings with them. That, look, you cannot leave. You spotted. One girl just said, I would rather not go to church than go to this church. And then she stayed at home. I was shocked. One person, this pastor called him for a meeting. You cannot follow thoughts. And I didn't know what happened in the meeting. But then when he called me from the meeting, you know, this guy, he's your real son. I think you should have him. Definitely, as I've shown loyalty, I've ripped it fully and completely. As you are here, when Bishop Ekuban sees you, eh, let his problem be that he should be careful about giving you an instruction because the way you take it to World Cup, it will be more than he even expected you to take it. That should be his problem. But not that he cannot give an instruction because he's afraid it will be disobeyed. You should change that thing. Change that thing. And when you do that, it doesn't help you yourself. You cannot even feel free in the church. Because you always feel like, in his mind, you have a sense that maybe he's unhappy with you. Because you know how you have disobeyed him. So while in his mind, he may even be happy to see you. You are always not at rest. Because you feel he has something against you. Because of how you know you have treated him. How do I know that? The Bible says, when the guys went to, um, the spies went to uh, Jericho. They have not gone to talk to the inhabitants. But they said, we were like grasshoppers in their sight. And so were we in our own. See, the way you see yourself, that's how you think people also see you. But you're not going to ask them, how, how can they see you as a grasshopper? But you will see yourself as a grasshopper, so you can imagine that that's how they see you. If you see yourself as a loyal person, because you know you are loyal, you will never have a problem with Bishop Ekuba, because you know that in his heart, he sees you as a loyal person. So let that thing change. Let the spirit of independence end tonight. You, you can make it end tonight. The Bible says that in returning a rest shall be your salvation. Just make a U-turn. Look, and let me share a secret with you. Nobody knows you are some way. Yes, yes, yes. It is in your heart that you know you are some way. But nobody knows what you think in your heart. So the right thing is to just smile. Eh? And then change in your heart. Then just start to... Now, that the way you are pretending, you continue pretending about now with a good heart. <laughs> yeah. You see, I'll give you an example. What I mean is, 
Now, as we are here, you are actually not happy you are here. But nobody knows that you are not happy to be here. Ah. So you continue coming. But this time, the next time, Saturday when I come, you will still be here. But on Saturday, be happy you are here. And nobody will know you are somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. So the same action, but with a different heart. Let that thing change. You see, do unto others what you have others to do unto you. Treat your pastor the way you would want to be treated if you were a pastor. You know, there's something I'm going to do for Bishop. I'll have done it today or tomorrow, but I'll postpone it to next week. And the reason why I did it was because when my father died, somebody did it to me. And it touched me so I couldn't even believe it. So the way it touched me, I told my wife that, look, I want to do the same thing for Bishop. He, what touches you, that's what you should also do for people. If you think you would be happy, if you were a pastor and all your members disobey you, then continue it. You'll be surprised that one day you'll be a pastor. You will even know how you become. When I joined Lighthouse, I had no plan to even become a cell leader. No, no, no. I was from Presby. I don't know about pastor. Pastor, you go to Trinity. Yes. I had no idea. I had no plan to be. My aim in life was to be the youngest judge at the International Court of Justice. That was my aim for life. Not bishop. Not pastor. Not reverend. That's how I know. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> yes. You too. You are laughing at me. You may not also know how you also become a pastor one day. You are laughing at me. But how you like to be treated as a pastor. Treat your pastor the same way. Don't be independent. Be dependent. Be loving. Be flowing. Text him, I've missed you. Text him, can I come and see you? Bring him offerings. Don't look at him and say, ah, he doesn't need anything. You are not supplying his needs. You are showing him love and care. Oh, yes. He's not supplying a need. What of bishop's needs can I supply? It's love and care. <laughs> and you see yourself going, God will be pleased with you. Let the spirit of independence end today. You see your whole church transforming. And even you will be happier to be a member of this church. Yes. Let's stand to our feet. Pray for yourself as we close. Put your hands on your heart. And ask the Lord to forgive you for walking in the spirit of independence pray for forgiveness for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God all have sinned for there is none righteous if any man say he has no sin he deceives himself and the truth is not in him we are all guilty of independence. Like I said at the beginning, we all have different amounts of, of disloyalty. Let's pray for ourselves that the Lord should have mercy upon us. For all we like sheep have gone astray. Can you lower your tongues, please? The Bible says, For all we like sheep have gone astray. 
each of us after our own separate ways. Each of us independent. But the Lord has had mercy upon us. Tonight is a night of mercy. Tonight is a night of a divine, practical, real, true turnaround. In all of our lives. All we like sheep have gone astray. Independently going after our own ways. But the Lord has had mercy upon us tonight. And brought us back. Pray for the spirit of a sheep. A dependent spirit. To come upon you tonight. He said the Lord is my shepherd. Therefore I am a sheep. Because of that I shall not want. As you walk in absolute and divine dependence. God himself shall ensure that there will be no area of your life. Where there is a want and a need. Bible says he shall give us pastors after his own heart. Who will feed us with knowledge and understanding. As you walk in obedience and as you walk in absolute dependence on your pastor, he shall feed you. You shall not lack. You shall not want. All your needs will be supplied through your pastor. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Father, I thank you for a new spirit you pour out upon the leaders, the members of Springs of Life Chapel International. I thank you that through the spirit of obedience, dependence, ah, the blossoming of this church shall be instant. That their prophecies shall be obvious, manifested, evident to everyone. We thank you for this new spirit. For you said, behold, I do a new thing. I thank you for the honor of using me as a vessel for this new thing. I thank you that the leaders shall obey the voice of their shepherd. I thank you that you take them back to their place of absolute obedience. I pray for everyone who is obedient, Lord. Let them see that in blessing you bless them and in multiplying you multiply them. I thank you for the testimony that filled their mouth because they obey. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. A new beginning it is. A new beginning. A new beginning. And as it is for this church, so it is in your individual life as well. I thank you that you have done it. At this time, I also pray for Bishop Dark Heward Mills. I ask that the comfort of the Holy Spirit that only He can give. Because He alone can discern our thoughts and the intents of our hearts and what is going on there. In this congregation, that all honor Him, we lift Him up before you. We ask for the comfort of the Holy Spirit. To comfort Him with much and many comforts. Only you can do it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together to take your seat.